enjoy the energy of comic book conventions, and I, I like to see so many people drawing, you know, like to yeah. see all their work. Um, I think that it's exciting. I don't really like to travel that much, yeah. and I don't like to be away from my family. But I still like to come to these things. Well, you know, to promote my own stuff, of course. I mean, like, that's like a part of the job. You've got to, once you, you draw the things, you've got to also then let the world know that they exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, is it, so is the, the not liking to travel thing, that's a, that's a direct result of, of having a fan? Because you, you were doing rock shows and you were, you were touring for, for books and everything. So you must have been touring for a big chunk of the year for a while there. Well, I never really toured with the rock band. Not really. Okay. Um, I saw you out here a few times, but I guess that's just we played. A, we played in New York City a lot yeah. because we liked New York City. Sure. So it was fun to come down yeah, yeah. to New York City. And what, I mean, like, to come to New York City and play a rock show and have several hundred people all going bonkers, yeah. that's a fun way to visit New sure. York City. Sure. That's fair. <laughs> it's that's better. Fair. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, the, probably the main thing that slowed me down was having kids. It just yeah. hurts too much to be away from them. Yeah. And I'm a little bit worried about what happens when they eventually grow up and move away. That's going to hurt, too. <laughs> they, uh, you, you, can't, you can't bring the family with you, though? Oh, yeah, not really. I mean, I've brought them to the San Diego Comic-Con yeah. a couple times, and it's fun. But they can't sit at the booth all That's day. That's true. Um, but it does, I mean, it does seem like it would be a cool thing to go. I mean, well, they're still pretty young, right? Yeah, well, the youngest is six, and okay. the oldest is ten. All right, that's a that's actually prime San Diego Comic Con oh, age. No, I would no, think. it's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, they loved it. Yeah, they absolutely loved it. Uh, especially like, you know, Nintendo sets up. Yeah. Uh, a giant pavilion. Yeah. You get to try all the games like six months before they come out. That's yeah. pretty cool. Um, and then you know all the. the the video game section of, of the San Diego Comic-Con is probably bigger than many other conventions. Yeah. You know, and that's just the video games. Yeah, and yeah. there's the toy area, and then the comics, and then, like, the old comics area. Yeah. You know, like, there's yeah. so much. It's more than a mile long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and very few of it is actually comics. Yeah. Um, are, are, they, are they comics readers? They oh, have yeah. to be, right? Yeah. They can't. No, absolutely. <laughs> they are all about the comics. Like, um, you, you know, you can't you can't get dessert until you read your comic. Was it? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I didn't make them read comics. Yeah. I mean, I just you know. Um, so we read a lot of like. Oh, what's one of the things that they're really into? Sonic the Hedgehog comics. Okay. Which turned out video uh, game. Yeah, we well yeah. we started reading the Sonic the Hedgehog comic around issue two hundred. And at first, I was like, "This is the craziest thing because it's it had twenty years of backstory, which yeah. they refer to all the time." Which is in, for Sonic the Hedgehog, which is like three video games. Oh, it's 20, more than that, but, sure. but but I mean, yeah, yeah but <laughs> all this backstory, I had no idea that there was still a Sonic the Hedgehog comic happening. Is that Archie? Probably it is. Uh, I think it is. Yeah, Archie. yeah, yeah. Um, but the comic is good. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that's good about it is it's insane uh, history, yeah. which they always refer to. It's as complicated as, as anything. I mean, it's like one of the most complicated works of literature ever created, I think, is the Sonic the Hedgehog comic. <laughs> just, just, by, just because it's been going on for so long? Yeah. 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 That's interesting, actually. Cause mo- even there like- are hundreds of characters. Literally hundreds of characters. Because even like Batman, though, you know, obviously Batman's been going on for like fifty years, but they just, you know, they they either keep resetting or it do, it, do, it in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't have that complicated a backstory. Well, Apparently, yeah, it's Sonic then, the Hedgehog. And that's a crazy thing that Sonic the Hedgehog has done. They have actually reset the story a couple of times recently, but that is part of the story, and the characters remember the old storylines and get confused themselves. About this is like crazy, like meta. Oh, it's incredibly meta. Wow, I think there's, there's just... multiple uh, uh, um, uh, universes, yeah, um, and the multiple universes keep cross, crossing paths. It's just it seems like maybe it's because it's Sonic the Hedgehog. Maybe nobody's really paying attention editorially, and somebody <laughs> is. You know what I mean? Like they just kind of get to do what they want, which is a yeah. rare thing in a. You know, a mainstream, a relatively mainstream book. It's. I'm not sure, but it's possible that the same guy has been writing it the whole time. I don't pay that close of attention. Yeah. But is that something? Would you would you work on a Sonic the Hedgehog book? 
Yeah. yeah. I've got my own way of drawing Sonic the Hedgehog. I'd like to do, you know, the Kachalka Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog. I'd, I'd like to do the Kachalka uh, Mario. Any, or any um, you know, uh, mostly I'm into the Nintendo characters, but I like Sonic a lot as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Are, well, you, 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 I mean, you draw most of your work, but you've done, you, you've written for books before, right? Or have you for other, yeah, other, for other, other? Yeah, I, I, um, I still um, write and draw SpongeBob comics uh, every month. Yeah. For the SpongeBob comic book. Yeah. And uh, oh, I don't know, what else? <laughs> I don't this just can't even. Yeah. <laughs> too many, too many resets in your own career yeah. to, <laughs> to keep it. track of that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's funny actually because I, you know, I was gonna I was gonna make some comment uh, um, out there. I mean, you know, you've got you've got this this new first second book. You've got um, all the Johnny Boo stuff for uh, for Top Shelf. Um, you know, I was gonna I, I, I guess I was gonna kind of ask you like whether you've started doing this kid stuff because you have kids. But then I, as we were sitting down, you took off your Kablam backpack. Which is you know like a '90s Nickelodeon show, which I guess is where you actually yeah, your no, career started. I, with. I started doing kids stuff really by accident. Yeah. I was doing stuff for grownups, and it turned out that kids liked it. Huh. I've gotten a, now that I have kids, I've gotten a lot better at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I so, mean, like like Monkey versus Robot, kids yeah. really like that, but it's a little violent. I mean, like yeah. heads get squished and blood squirts out. And yeah. Some kids get like a kid wrote me a letter recently saying like, "Why would you write a kids book like this? It's it's so scary. Why did you do that?" And I wrote back, and I'm like, "Sorry, I really wrote this book for grownups." Yeah. Yeah, maybe <laughs> you know stylistically, like I, I guess I understand why people would assume that from your work, right? You've got a kind of a very childish approach to, to your drawings. Right, like it's, right. it's, it, it, it makes sense. I mean, it fits right in with, with kids' books. It looks like, it looks yeah. like a comic for kids, yeah. even when I'm drawing comics for grown-ups. Um, yeah. So it was, but it was having kids that made you get back into that a little more, you know? Yeah, because then I was drawing comics to read to them as bedtime stories. Okay. Uh, basically, is that is that uh, where Johnny Boo came all from? All the Johnny Boo books, the Dragon Puncher books, Glorky and Warrior, those were all drawn as bedtime stories for my kids. Yeah, they give you. I assume you get direct feedback from them. Yeah, well, basically, not like they don't necessarily tell me what. They don't want to tell me what should happen in the next chapter because then that will spoil the next chapter. Huh. You know, um, that's surprising. It seems like that's exactly what a kid would do, right? You know, yeah. Well, now actually my older one Eli, he now does give me yeah. uh, advice. And um <laughs> and sometimes I'll change something and he'll say, you know, like you've got to change that back to the way it was the first time yeah. you read it to me. Yeah. Um because it was good the first time. And is he right? Yeah, he's usually right. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> And then sometimes I will, like when I read them to them, if they don't react strongly enough, I will go back and rewrite it to make it better. And then, and then I test it out again. And, and, uh, and then, you know, if they laugh, laugh harder the second time than they laughed the first time I read it to them, then I know that I've really pumped it up and it's better. But if I've changed something that he really liked, he'll tell me, like, why, why did you change that? It was so cool when he did that. And I'm like, oh. I, isn't it cool if he does this instead? He's like, no. <laughs> so, yeah. How how is um how is how has your career changed? So, I mean, since you know, I, I I think since the last time I saw you, I don't you may, maybe had done like one or two Johnny Boo books, but now you're like like really into the the, the kids book scene. And I, I've got to imagine that when you're doing these appearances, they're at least the, at the very least the audience is probably very different. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, like if I do an, if I do a, a signing at a bookstore. It's mostly kids, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you're doing like is is it like a fully different kids circuit that you have to do? Uh, well, like this book tour that I'm on right now, um, I've been doing some at like really cool like hip comic shops like Bergen Street Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also did a signing at uh, uh, the in the Curious George room at the. <laughs> Cambridge Public Library. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, obviously different crowds yeah. come to those. But there were kids at the Bergen Street comics. Yeah. And there yeah. were, you know, there were grown-ups and there were, um, and so, again, a couple kids. Yeah. You've got to, it's got to give you, you know, because obviously you're, you're a performer. It's got to give you a chance to perform that maybe a, a normal comics reading wouldn't. Oh, yeah. Well, I did, um, I did sing at, at several of the events. Yeah. Um, and the kids really liked that. You know, uh, 
I get the, the the kids events make me a little bit nervous because uh, I don't have a good filter and I'm always afraid <laughs> I'm going to say something say something you know yeah. crazy right so I, try, I have to try and and hold it in having two kids hasn't helped that impulse no because i can say crazy things to my own kids yeah. no one's going to get mad at me you're sw- are you swearing less at least i do swear less yeah i've learned not to swear yeah <laughs> speaking of speaking of music where, where, what's um what, what's going on with the music career these days well i released a couple of new albums that were only on Bandcamp. as as superstar yeah as james kachalka superstar yeah. so the the i released uh I am the Beast, which is kind of like a dubstep album, and uh, and I released, uh, or maybe even beyond dubstep. I don't know. Um, and what is I, that? What does that mean? What is beyond dubstep? <laughs> I, bar- I barely even know what dubstep is. Tell me what beyond dubstep well, is. I don't know. It's just an aggressive kind of of uh, uh, techno, right? It's yeah. techno, right? But it, yeah. But it's funny. I mean, it's yeah. It's still kind of it's still okay. kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I did another a new rock album called uh, uh, Beautiful Man. I wrote a song for Trey Anastasio. Really? Yeah. The fish he, guy. Yeah. How did what happened there? Well, he was gonna. He was. I I wrote it for him and he recorded it for his his last big major album. Did he Did he approach you? Oh, you're uh, both Vermont guys. I met him at a. Um, well, I met him at one of his shows. Yeah. Um, be, well I, well, I mean, I actually met him years ago. Uh, our, it's a small my, state. My, yeah, my old band used to play with Fish back when Fish was just starting. Really? Out. Yeah. Um, but James Colchaga Superstar. No, my oh, earlier early band. band. Uh, my college band, which really? is called Jazz and Hell. J a z z i n apostrophe. Which was uh, it was Casio keyboard and saxophone and singing. Uh, it's basically I invented Casio punk. <laughs> and he knew he knew he knew you from those he days. Knew, yeah. So Fish used to play with my old Casio punk band, um, but uh, uh, my uh, keyboard player, the Casio keyboard player from that band, uh, has since become a, a very famous record producer. He's hmm. uh, Peter Cadis. He produced um, uh, the Nationals album. Oh, wow. And yeah. uh, Interpol huh. and all sorts of fantastic bands. Yeah. Um, uh, so he was producing. He was going to produce um, Trey's record. He did produce Trey's record. And while they were in the planning stages for that, he uh, we went to see Trey play. And then uh, uh, you know backstage, Trey mentioned that he really liked my Game Boy album, Digital Elf. And I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe I could do some kind of Game Boy stuff on your new album. He's like, yeah. Um, we didn't do that. Um, but did I did just, you say that? I mean, you know, because knowing what I know about him, like, it, did you say that thinking he was actually going to say yes to that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I said, I, you know, again, because I just associate him with Fish, which is obviously a very different genre than your Game Boy album. <laughs> no, I don't know. He was like he was willing to try anything. Yeah. Right. But that, that did not happen. But I did. Um, I wrote a few songs and sent them to him. Uh, because he was interested in um, uh, collaborating with other songwriters. So uh, he did. He recorded one of the songs. But he, at at the last minute, decided not to put it on the album. Mm. Uh, uh, But it came out on a single uh, for Record record Store Day. Yeah. Um, That's... That's still pretty. Yeah. It's pretty good, right? Yeah, but they only printed like a thousand copies of it or something. So only the most diehard uh, well, that's the fish fans. That's the ones you gotta yeah. hit. <laughs> is that is he is he the most high profile artist who's recorded one of your songs? Uh, yeah, definitely. Were you writing? I mean, so you you were writing a song with him in mind. Like, how does that how does that work? Um, did I write it with him in mind? No, actually, I no. did not. I had written it for myself. Okay. Um, and then, um, but it's not uh, about actually, Ozzy friend, Osbourne. Um, it's no, not about um, Chewbacca. My friend uh, Peter Cadis changed my tune. So, uh, so it actually, me and Peter wrote this version of it yeah. together. He he wanted it to like, um, uh, my version is like a really sort of bouncy thing with like a, a, like a, a more driving sort of rock part yeah. in it. And then uh, Peter um, uh, uh, mellowed it out uh, and made it more 
uh, more serene and beautiful. More Trey Anastasia. Yes, exactly. Yeah. What, what, uh, what, what's the subject matter of the song? Uh, well, I can sing you my version. Yes, please. Let's do I this. I can't sing you Trey's version. No, let's I, do this. I, um, you don't have the rights. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Uh, actually, I do have the songwriting credit, but I don't have the... Um, I don't. I don't have that melody memorized. Okay. But I have my own melody memorized. It okay. goes: Trees shake your leaves, wave your branches in the air. Trees shake your leaves, wave them like you just don't care. Cause when the wind blows, we like to party down. Cause when the wind blows, every tree in town. Cause when the wind blows, we like to party down. Me and all the trees. It's, just pretty, it's pretty mellow in your version, too. I mean, oh, I yeah. Well, the thing. other version's even mellower. Yeah. <laughs> that, are, you, are you recording that at any point? Uh, my version? Yeah. I would like to. Yeah. I, yeah. I haven't... Um, I don't know when exactly, but... Has, has your life changed at all now that you're a songwriter for Trey Anastasio? Now that what? Now that you're a songwriter for Trey Anastasio? Have, no, have that things, didn't change my life no, in any way. Things no, aren't, things aren't, aren't, aren't coming together now that you've in with the things fish Things are hat. coming together. Things are coming together? <laughs> yeah, things have been great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you had this. You had the Super Fuckers book. You had the the Super the Fuckers series. TV series, yeah. which was not on TV but on YouTube. Yeah. But we had a full like our budget was like as if it was a real TV That's show. Crazy. Yeah. That doesn't happen. No. How did that happen? Was it supposed you, to be a TV show? YouTube paid for it. Yeah. Okay. They they for like there was a small period of time where YouTube decided they were going to invest in new content. They yeah. spent like two hundred million dollars on on YouTube shows. They just gave people money. And, and, uh, so Frederator was one of the people they gave money to and yeah. chose, they chose to make the super fucker show out of it. You were just you were like at that, there was a very brief window of time and you got right in there. And, yeah. And YouTube pretty much, I think by the time it was ready to air, they had changed their mind. Okay. And how many, how many episodes did it run? Um, I think 12 episodes. Maybe 13. It depends what you count as an episode. There's about 12 episodes. Then there was a, uh, uh, like a little Christmas song that I did. And then there was the music video theme song, which, isn't, which has got clips from the show, but it's got me yeah. like, jumping around and singing. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's well-funded. It was done through YouTube, but you still got to control it? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so I, was, I wrote every episode. I, I, I voiced two characters in the show. And then we also had some awesome yeah. uh, actors, uh, yeah. especially David Faustino, who played uh, Jack Crack, was unbelievable. We had Maria Bamford, which was really cool. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. incredibly talented. Yeah. What was that? I mean, was that really like everybody, everybody in the sound studio? Or how did, how did you? Um, uh, not, not everybody was together at once, but we had a bunch of us together yeah. uh, at the same time for the, for the first recording session. Um, and then uh, 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 additional recording sessions. I, j- I flew out to L.A. for the first one. And for others, I, um, I listened in, uh, you know, on the phone. Yeah. Like some I was on. I was on vacation, like in my tent. Or like, oh, no, I was on Cape Cod on the beach. We were camping. At, uh, uh, we were camping at Cape Cod. But yeah. I was on the beach on the phone um, doing the, the super fucker show and it just felt so crazy Hollywood it was really great. fun yeah, yeah. <laughs> were, were you um, were, were you shopping the show around when that came about we did we shopped it to all the we shopped it to every major cable network that allowed yeah. swearing <laughs> so you know like HBO yeah. and uh, I love uh, that I love that that's the bar but that's really kind of the theme of super fuckers right? yeah we didn't want to cut the swearing out I mean, well, Fred, a uh, Frederator, really didn't want to cut the swearing yeah. out. I was willing to cut the swearing really? out. I was like, I'll take whatever we can get. Let's just make a show. It just seems like that's yeah. such an <laughs> integral part of it, though, it, it, swearing. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, was that, was that kind of a, not a response, but was that, um, since you were doing so many kids' books, did you want to do something like a little more, that wasn't no, quite for that target audience? No, I was a little audience? bit worried about that. Yeah. As, especially as my uh, kids' book career was starting to take off. Mm-hmm that the swearing thing could totally derail it. I was yeah. worried about that. Yeah. There, it's a weird, there's something weird about comics though, where it's okay. Where, you know, where, where like, um, yeah, so far it hasn't bitten me. Yeah. You know, I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one kid got upset about monkey versus robot apparently, yeah. but yeah. if that's the worst thing they see, I think you're, you're in okay shape. Um, but the Glorky and warrior book, I've gotten a couple of reviews from people who think, uh, it is dangerous for kids. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Because? Because the main character is so stupid that they think that somehow that's a bad influence on children. I mean, that, and, it, and, and he's not always nice. He's a little bit mean yeah. sometimes. He's kind of st- stuck on himself. And even Johnny Boo is kind of stuck on himself. And the, some people get scared by that. It's, it's such a strange thing. I mean, especially, you know, I think about Sesame Street. There's a lot of dumb and mean characters on yeah, that show, right? Sure. Um, I was just thinking about this today. I draw all what art, art is about, like trying to make sense of the world yeah. and make sense of and make sense of your own inner life too, right? So, all, all my books and my kids' books, but Super Fuckers is about this, and Johnny Boo is about this, and Glorking Warrior is about this, and certainly American Elf is. I'm a fairly volatile person, and <laughs> I'm just trying to like make sense of my emotions. They're out of control all the time, so I draw books about characters who are out of control how does that I mean, how does that manifest itself I mean, how does that manifest itself are, are you a yeller yeah i yell you yeah are? no i do i yell yeah so you're, you're kind of it's just, i mean you're kind of making books about yourself yeah i, I and i'm i've actually gotten a little better at the yelling because my older son will let me yell at him yeah but my younger son if i even start to raise my voice he cries so I have to stop myself right away because I'm, you know, like, um, I might be mad about something, but I don't want him to cry, you know. <laughs> has, has, doing, has doing a daily autobiographical strip, I mean. But it's not just anger. That's not, yeah. that's not the that's only not the one only. of my volatile <laughs> okay. emotions. Go on. <laughs> what other ways did, oh, well, I, I feel like this very, is turning I you. cry very easily. Is too. that right? Yeah. yeah. Sure, I cry at every movie, every TV show. Really? I'll cry in commercials, you know. <laughs> is that a is that a fatherhood thing or that's just no? Uh, you've always um, been that way. Uh, not always. It started with um, actually my with well a, a girlfriend who's now my wife. Um, <laughs> she just said something to me once that like instantly broke my heart. We had only been going out for like two months, and she totally broke my heart, and I just cried and cried and cried, and ever since I have not been able to stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that one woman. She just said something. Well, yeah, it's my wife. And she's the love of my life. But yeah. like we've been going out for like two months or something. She said, I hate you. And I'm like, holy crap, she hates me. I want to go down this road, actually. I want to know how you turn that one around from her hating you to marrying her eventually. Oh, well, she loved me the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's, she's volatile in different ways. Yeah. She just didn't hold back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> when... um. When 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 did you decide that you were going to start doing a, a a strip every single day? When 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 did when did you get that uh, that bug in your bonnet or what? Oh, to do for yeah American to do American Elf. Elf. Um, we were I was on the uh, plane to to the San Diego Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Maybe the first time I went, or maybe the second time I went, and uh, and I looked over and Brian Ralph, another cartoonist, yeah. he was um, there on the plane. He was working on his book Cave In. Uh, which was just recently republished by yeah. uh, Drawn and Quarterly. Yeah. And I was like, Brian's getting work done on the plane. I'm going to get work done on the plane. So that's com- You're being competitive. Oh, yeah. yeah. So a- everything that I do, is it's, it's based in some kind of professional jealousy. Like, I see something, I'm like, fuck, that's really fucking good. Or, like, yeah. I can't believe. Um, and I want to, you know, like, yeah, everything I do is to try and beat someone else. To do something better than something else that I've seen by someone else or or just um, to expand my career in some new direction. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I can't go see a play without saying, I've got to write a play. You know, like, or I go see a rock band and I'm writing songs while I'm there in the audience. I end up, like, covering my ears and I write my own songs because I just can't. I just get, you know, excited. Um, it, does it make it hard to enjoy other people's work? No. I mean, no. if you're literally standing in a rock show covering your ears, I could see how that can. Oh, maybe, yeah. Get in the way. Yeah. What's um, how, man? What uh, have you had? A, have you written a play? Um, no, but I did write a movie script. Um, it's pretty intense too. Um, <laughs> um, I'd really like to make it. Um, how long ago was this? Uh, I wrote it while working on while we were pitching Super Fuckers. Um, so relatively recent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and it's about, it's about these two brothers that build a, a robot battlesuit for the 
uh, purpose of wearing it. The older brother is going to wear it to a senior prom and kill everybody. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, now that's never going to happen. You 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 understand what the red flags are there? Why, so why that out, can never exist? They're out testing their robot uh, battle suit, and they run into this guy. They like run into this guy's car. Yeah, and uh, like older, like middle aged man, who then becomes sexually obsessed with them. And like he again, built, red flag. He builds, he builds his own robot battle suit and starts stalking them because he wants to fight. You know, like robot battle suit. He wants to robot fight or he wants to. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. No. And and so there, like, so there's fight scenes. He's talking on the phone to his lover about how fucking hot it is that he's fighting these high school kids. <laughs> <laughs> And I really wanted to play that guy. I wanted to play the, the pervert middle-aged man. <laughs> well, so, so here's, there's been, okay, there's been a trend. I don't know if it's necessarily the best trend, but there's been a trend over the past decade or so where you'll see, like, and this is a very San Diego Comic-Con thing, where, like, you'll see um, people who clearly couldn't get their movie scripts made. They'll just make a comic book out of it. Oh, yeah, so I could make a comic yeah. out of this, sure. Because, again... I mean, okay, you know, maybe you'll come to me in 10 years and, I'll, and tell me how wrong I was, but I don't know what Hollywood studio, for any number of reasons, would ever fund that, you know, given, given again, the aforementioned Oh, well, if, I may, if we made it, I, have a, I wrote it for a friend of mine yeah. who is a filmmaker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, I'm just, I, I guess I was thinking a bit about it because, like, mech suits and, but yeah, you can no, do that it would, on a, No, if we made it, we'd have to figure out some, some way to do yeah. mech suits low budget. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it sounds like it would be a pretty good comic, though. No? Oh, yeah. It would yeah. be a great comic. Yeah. So, yeah, so I might still do it. Okay. Yeah. Have you... Have, okay, so, you know, um, you're, you're, you're doing paintings. You're, you're doing comics. Um, you're doing kids' books. You're doing this rock band thing. Apparently, you write the occasional movie. Um, <laughs> again, like, again, like if, you know, if you're experiencing all these different forms of art and you feel the need to go create your own version... Is there anywhere? Is there anything you can point to where, like, you're just like, I, I just couldn't. I, I that sucked. Like, oh, oh, where I've made things that were bad. Yeah, that you just um, abandoned. Well, some people might say my movie script is bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, you know, clearly you've got some faith in it that you know you. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've made comics that I don't like. Okay. Yeah. Are, but are, are there any art forms you've dabbled in that... Um... Oh, like where I, where I say that whole art form has been yeah. lost to me. I can't... Yes. I, I, I can't succeed at that art yeah. form. No. 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 Okay. <laughs> how, did you start, how did you start doing the music thing? How did I start doing music? Yeah. Uh, uh, I started in junior high writing songs. Uh, I, I mean, I didn't know how to play an instrument or anything. I yeah. would just, um, you know, sing write the song and sing it to myself and uh, make like uh, you know like sing onto a little cassette recorder and just yeah. make the songs that way then started a rock band in high school I mean that's because uh, I, I you know was getting at it is I, I think that's it's a thing that I appreciate about you is like you couldn't play an instrument but you found a way to make it work yeah you know you, you kind of like you, you pushed yourself into that yeah, and you found you know you found some really good you know with James Kolchak a superstar you found some really good people to play around you too, um, and I've been very lucky that um, people have always wanted to collaborate with me. Yeah. I've always been able to work with really talented musicians, um, and and it's always guys who are like super talented already doing their own thing, but they just hear me, um, they hear one of my songs or something, and they're like. That's wild. There's something special about that, and I mm. want to work with that guy. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what my whole career has been based that's, on. That's good. And yeah. you've been able to put out records and do the occasional live show. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're still doing American Elf. I mean, that's, you're, you're, that's you know, that's... I'm not still doing American Elf. You're not still doing American Elf? No, no, Elf? I quit about a year ago. You did quit about a year ago. Didn't yeah. I, there was... Um, New Year's Eve of 2012. Okay. I'm going uh, to, here, I'm going to edit this part out. So you stopped doing American Elf. Yes, I did. <laughs> what, uh, no, it, it I just, stopped on New Year's Eve of 2012. This was after how many years? Uh, about 14 years. About 14 years. A little, a little more. It was just yeah. too much to do it every day? Um, there were many, many reasons to stop. Uh, uh, you know, 
dozens probably um, uh, some you know uh, really personal uh, uh, one of the things it was it, drawing the strip actually caused me a, a fair amount of pain emotional mm-hmm. pain to draw the strip because yeah. um, well I don't know like my I don't know my dad quit uh, I mean quit my dad died <laughs> my dad died he, he quit <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and yeah. to have to draw the strip about draw strips about my dad dying that was pretty painful yeah but I mean um, but that's not that wasn't the only painful thing to draw about and uh, uh, and I, I I could imagine a much greater pain in the future you know um, and uh, I wanted to save myself from that um, uh, also uh, my kids loved being in the comic yeah. But I could imagine a time would come within a few years where they will not like being in the comic. Yeah. And I wanted to quit before they were pissed at me. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting, though, that, I mean, that, you know, the... Not and there was enough. Yeah. There, 14 years is enough of yeah. anything. I mean, uh, I wanted people to be able to sit down and read the whole thing. I was yeah. afraid if I continued on for another 20 years that the only people that would read it would be like someone writing their dissertation at Harvard, you know, yeah. on... Or, or Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. <laughs> um, it's just, it, it's, it's interesting that you say that, that it was, you know, not wanting to write about the painful things because, you know, to me the simple answer would be, you know, what, why maybe you just don't do it that day or maybe you find something else that day that you want to write about. Oh, but I would not, I would be incapable of not drawing about it. I would torture myself with hmm. it. Uh, uh, definitely. But you won't, you, you don't have that impulse now that you're not doing the comic to something happens to you, you don't feel the need to sit down and... and well, I did actually um, when my cat Spandy died. That's why, and, the, and I, that's why I, I, yeah, I had asked you that before because I saw that. Well, I drew two strips. Okay. I drew one when she died and yeah. I drew one the next day because there were still more details and then the next day there were still more feelings that I was dealing with that I thought would make a good strip and then yeah. I was like, I'm not going to let myself get sucked back into drawing American Elf every day. Yeah. I'm going to stop now. That's, so, a, that's such a strange thing though, again, because you were saying that w- one of the things... You know, I guess one of the things that stopped you was having to draw about painful things, but it's a painful thing that kind of brought you back to it. Oh, right? sure. No, that's true. I could e- so easily go back. I'm really good at drawing American Elf. And I could so easily <laughs> you're the, you're go Some back. might say you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> I could so easily go back to drawing that every yeah. day. But, but, uh, but I guess what, what I'm getting at is. Um, but there's not, a, well, there's also not a market for it. Yeah. The books come out and they don't sell. Yeah. And, uh, and the website wasn't selling um, enough. Well, you know, I had made it. I had made the archives free, so there was yeah. no real reason to subscribe. Although I still have subscribers, even though I don't make uh, it anymore. Even though I don't make the strip anymore, yeah. there are people that still pay me yeah. uh, every month, um, which is sweet. Yeah. Uh, I really appreciate that, and I use that money to buy things online, like uh, uh, order comics from other people, or 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 buy indie video games through with you know because I PayPal. It's nice to have some PayPal money yeah. that I can that I can use for, for stuff like that. So I really appreciate that there are still some people subscribing. They've probably just forgotten that they're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah they, they're probably just not checking their balance every month. <laughs> After hearing the interview, they'll go and cancel their <laughs> subscriptions. <laughs> but what, what, is it, what is it, you know, what, what is it that drives you to draw this when, some, again, when some... I mean, it, it just, did this just sort of become your default catharsis over 14 years? It wasn't... Uh, was it a catharsis? I don't know. It's, in that you case, know, it sounds like, I mean, the fact, or did, is that, oh, yeah. that was just your way of telling people? Well, yeah. Because people right. had obviously grown attached to her. Over, right. That's, what I, that's my feeling was that yeah. there were so many fans of my cat, yeah. right? And I really wanted to draw it. I put it up online, but I really drew it because I wanted to put it in the local newspaper where the strip ran for like mm-hmm. a decade. Um, it didn't run the full time that I was drawing the strip, but it yeah. ran for uh, like 10 or 11 years. Um, and I and I thought people are going to want to know that the cat died. Yeah. So I better draw a strip about it so that they know. You, you, we could have blogged about it, but that. Yeah, that but it's just not felt, the same. Yeah. It's not the same as a comic strip. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so it's it's strange. Like have, I don't think they would. I didn't think that they people would feel it the way they'd feel it if I um, yeah. drew a comic. Is it is it was that weird to you that to have? people attached to your cat who've never met your cat 
people who like have emotional investment in this animal that through no, drawings? No, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, uh, I've got a pretty intense ego, <laughs> so it fe- it feels natural yeah. that people would be care as much about my life as I do. Yeah, which is not actually natural. I know intellectually yeah. that. There's no reason that the whole world should care about the minutia of yeah. my life. Um, and I think, uh, uh, I mean, I might be a kind of strange guy, um, but basically all people are very, very similar. Like the emotional stuff that everybody goes through yeah. is all the same stuff, whoever you are, um, uh, or similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, similar kinds of things. So um, I drew, like, this intensely personal strip. It's intensely human strip. Yeah. So any human can relate to American Elf. Were there... Occasionally, I some people think that I'm such a, a you know, a crazy freak after reading that strip that they that they don't. They think I might even be subhuman or something. But most people re- read that yeah. strip and relate to my humanity. Yeah. And they see how my humanity relates to their humanity. And that is a, that's a beautiful thing. Did you, and you, you don't have to actually name any examples, but, you know, and, it, 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 and you were trying to avoid your, some, like, sort of future heart, heartbreak with your kids, you know, having to, uh, I guess, um, resenting you for, for being involved with it. But were there... I mean, over 14 years, you must have learned some lessons in, insofar as what to divulge and what not to Oh, divulge. yeah. There's definitely strips that I would, I would not draw again. Yeah. And that was, uh, you know, uh, that was another reason to quit. I don't want to edit. I don't want to edit myself. Mm. And I was learning that I needed to. Yeah. Because I wrote, I drew strips that really hurt other people. And that had, and that had a profound impact yeah. on my own life. And I don't want to... I don't want to create art that's causing people pain. You know, like some people were really embarrassed to be in my strip. And, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt somebody like that. Yeah. Did you, did you go back and, you know, as, 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 as you were sort of closing out and as you said, you're, you know, emotional person, did you, did you go back and reread any of it? No, I haven't. You haven't. I've never. I've. I've never read beyond the first couple of years of mm. American L. I mean, when I proof the books, I have to kind of look at it. Yeah. Um, but I haven't read it. No. I mean, because you've got this. You've got this thing that very few people have. You've got right your like life. a record. Right. Yeah. Like I could go back and like, like really, uh, like. You've got your kids as babies, my, and you've yeah. got you know you know you your your, your relationship with your wife and all these like career moments. Yeah, that's true. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want... I'm not even know if I'm at all interested in the past. <laughs> um, that's, what, what I liked, that's what I liked about drawing American Elf, because it was always in the present Yeah, for me, yeah. drawing it. And for the reader, too, because I put it up every day, so you could experience my life basically in real time. Um, and the idea that people... Uh, the idea that people read the old ones almost, um, I don't know. It seems sort of foreign to, to me mm. because I don't do it. Yeah. Um, but I guess, I mean, I almost deleted the whole oh. archive. I almost erased it from the face of the earth when I quit. Um, that's, yeah, that's, you know, it's strange. I mean, I, I tend to think of. I decided, I just decided, I was about to delete it and I was like, I better just wait and see if I still feel this way later. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, isn't that isn't that part of the idea of making art is to have it to share it with the world? It, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And there's books out there. I mean, you know. But you know, uh, you know, um, it's 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 kind of crazy because I don't really know how to how I feel about anything or myself. You know, I mean, that's why I make art, to try and figure it all out. Yeah. But then I don't always know if I even want anybody to read any of it. And every time I have a new book come out, I get kind of scared because hmm. people are going to read it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, like part, part of me wants to be much more famous than I am. Yeah. And part of me does not want to be famous at all. Yeah. You know, 
I can certainly see how guys like Kurt Cobain, you know, blow their brains out because it's in, it's terrible. It's uh, even a little bit of attention is too much attention, but also it's not enough. Yeah, yeah, and you feel the same way whether it's music or books or yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Um, not that I'm going to blow my brains out. No, but, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is really turning into a therapy session. Um, what was that first? I yeah, see. This is the, I, I. I have. I. I have a really hard time being anything other than uh, like super honest. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, Which is why it was <laughs> a bad idea for you to have a daily right. trip. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Did you uh, actually? It's, it's interesting. You know. Would you? Did, did you find yourself running things by your wife before? You sent them out into the world? No. Um, she doesn't... Uh, she really doesn't read my comics. Okay. Um, but, you, I mean... You but know, but you, she was a, she was an influence in quitting. Um, mm. I think it was her idea that I quit the strip. Really? I was upset about something, and I was, like, rolling on the floor in agony. I was so upset about the strip. And she was like, why don't you just quit it? I was like, oh. You can do that? <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah, okay, I'll quit. Huh. What... what, what? Why? Why hadn't? Why? Why didn't you quit earlier? Not that you should. Why have, didn't but, I quit earlier? Yeah, I mean, if it was just there was, you didn't realize that you could. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, you know, I had, I was planning to quit at the ten year anniversary. Yeah. But then I thought, oh well, I'm probably going to get a lot of like press for this ten year anniversary, and then I'll have more readers than ever before. So I probably should keep going. Yeah. But that was a mistake. I should have stopped at the ten years. What was? Although the strip got even better, yeah, it was just was it got too intense. I, I kept you know like always like I felt always pushing myself to make the strip better was too intense. Um, I'd rather push myself in other ways. Just the strain it had on your life, or yeah, my brain. Yeah, yeah. Were you working on it more as you went along? Like were you, were more hours consumed by it? I don't know. I'm actually curious it as to how take long. a long time. How long would an average strip take? I would say probably three hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a big part of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes more. Wow. Uh, yeah. The longest probably took like eight hours. And I sat down to draw the strip and had a hard time. No. I, like, I just had a hard time thinking of the strip. Yeah. I basically just sat there. For hours and hours and hours. That's the hard. Hours. I mean, that was the hard part, right? Is isolating. But I got something. really good at. It. Eventually, yeah. I didn't have that problem anymore. But um, to the you would but walk around. Of, but like the three hours was not. Yeah. That like that that like eight hour one was a lot of sitting there, not really drawing anything, or like drawing and erasing and drawing and erasing. Usually, I didn't have that problem. Um, uh, 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 the last few years of the strip, the way that I would do it is I would. Um, well, all day, every day, I would think about every single thing that happened to me. I'd be translating that into comics yeah. in my mind. That is a little insane. Yeah. Um, uh, and now I still do that to some degree, yeah. but I'm, I've largely broken free of it. Yeah. And I'm much more of a sane person because of that. Oh, another reason why I quit. I, now I've just sidetracked myself. But another reason why I quit is, um, okay, when I started drawing the strip, I felt like I was really expressing... Um, um, my true life and that the strip was my life uh, but by the end so it's like so instead of creating fiction I was creating you know like something really really true by the end I had felt I still felt like I was drawing my real life but somehow my real life was becoming fiction I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm giving you a puzzled look. I don't like how what does that mean? What yeah. does that mean? My real life has become fiction. Yeah. Well, you like start to live and do okay. things to draw them. I see. Which That's like not healthy. Like yeah, I was be- I, I I felt like I was becoming a character. Yeah. In my strip, rather than the strip being a strip about my life. We, you know, I was living the life of a cartoon character and drawing that. But, you know, by all accounts, you acknowledged this earlier, you're kind of a cartoon character. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, I already am. Yeah, sure. It, but, but can you point to something that you did because you wanted it to, you know, be, because it was going to show up in a comic? I mean, some, a, a way that it actually um, impacted your behavior? 
Uh, oh, well, sure. Like, like everything that I would ever say to anyone, <laughs> I would say wondering what their reaction might be yeah. when I said that. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a dangerous road. Yeah, <laughs> doing like saying things to people in order to potentially elicit a reaction. Yeah, and and then I would often, I would, I would come up with some line, right? Yeah, and I would try it on on multiple people until I got there until I got the, a really good the, the reaction, and response, then I would yeah. draw a strip about that. Yeah, that's insane. That's totally insane. <laughs> it's well, no, that's the definition of insanity: doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different <laughs> outcome. That's literally the definition of insanity. Um, I want to know what. So three hours. I mean, again, that's a huge part of your your. So that would up. be like you know I pencil it. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know maybe uh, erase and rewrite. Then um, uh, uh, what I started to say was that towards the I used to just do this all in one go. But towards the, the last few years of the strip, I would pencil it at night, and then I would ink it and color it the next yep. morning and put it up. And so in that, uh, that, that period of, like, drawing it and then, like, sleeping and then waking up and looking at it again, then I would sometimes make changes to uh, be like, oh, that doesn't really quite express what I was trying to get at. And if I change this panel around, mm-hmm. it'll... So um, I think the strip actually got better because of that, because I could, I could you yep. know, I, I would... I would draw it. Um, You've loose got a and rough free. draft. I draw it like loose yeah. and free, and then I would, and then I would come back and say, "Okay, I will intensify this feeling, you know, yeah. Yeah. that I was loosely getting at here. I can, I can, I can increase its power." Um, so that's yeah. So take me through the, the first day of not doing the strip, like. Oh, I, I had to like constantly fight the urge to go and r- draw the strip all day long. Yeah. Also, I was very hungover. <laughs> it, was new, it was New Year's Day. Yeah. Uh, so I wrote a whole bunch of strips in my head. Yeah. Um, including a strip which I did end up drawing uh, maybe um, a month or two later, which is on the American Elf site now, which was that Choose Your Own Path to Adventure mm-hmm. comic. But a diary, Choose Your Own Path to Adventure. Yeah. Um, so that was actually the things that happened in that strip that strip which i drew a couple months later were the things that i that actually have happened to me on the first day of not drawing the strip i just took a long time to yeah. sit down and draw it yeah as is your life better oh yeah life is good life was actually pretty good before it was just the i don't know i was just upset about my dad dying and some people had said mean things about me on the internet so i quit the strip <laughs> are, are you are you out of the autobiography game um, well, the funny thing is, now, working on Glorky and Warrior... You know, I drew American Elf, and I drew myself as an elf. Yeah. Now, when I'm drawing Glorky and Warrior, I see that as being me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... But the, the, the consequences are different. Uh, yeah, the consequences yeah. are different. And, the, the, and, and obviously, I'm not going on a space adventure with my, yeah. you know, talking backpack. Yeah. No. But, we're, you know, we're not going to get long-form American you know, Elf. No. Uh, yeah, that straight autobiography, at least for the time being. No, um, I've written a I've written a bunch of comics in my head about uh, about my kids and my family and stuff um, that would make good, you know, would be good autobio comics. But I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm going to draw them. It's fair. Yeah, yeah. Just for the reasons mentioned before. For what? The reasons mentioned before. Oh no. Um, I think, well, mainly because I'm just really into the other comics that I'm drawing. Mm. Um, I don't really want to take a break from working on uh, Glorky and Warrior yeah. or the other things to work on Autobio stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, um, I, I think, you know, I get excited about stuff for a while. I can't stay excited about it forever. Yeah. I'm sure eventually I'm not going to be interested in drawing kids' adventure comics, you know. Um, and I'll have to find something else that yeah. I want to do. Yeah. But, you know, uh, you do have to periodically reinvent yourself. It's not like I decided I was going to reinvent myself. It's just that you start to be interested in other things. Or, and get bored with you get bored, the other things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, that I, you know, not that I was bored with American Elf, but I was... Because that was always artistically, you know... Uh, uh, challenging and yeah. fun and interesting but um, 
but it was also, you know, hugely time-consuming, and I had other things that I did want to spend my time on, you know. Like the Superfucker show. Yeah. Uh, it would have been really hard to to put all the man hours that I put into the Superfucker show and draw American Elf. Um, or, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to blame it on. I was just done, you know? Yeah. Projects have to come to an end. Yeah, 14 years is... That's that's pretty good. That's a good that's a good run. Yeah. Um, it was sad. I was sad to quit though. Yeah. I definitely cried about quitting. Um, but it wasn't long. It was really just a few days before I just felt so free. It's so good. Yeah. And uh, you know, like I don't know, to just be able to hang out with my friends, you know, and drink and dance and not have to then draw a strip later mm-hmm. is great. Yeah, you know, that's and, great. And it's just it, it, you're done. You're done. It's not. Yeah. You, you can't. You can't go back to that. Well, but to go back and do American Elf. Yeah, I could go back instantly. I could do it so easily. I could. I've. I've not in my head not lost the groove. You know, like because I can't stop. I think I said I sort of stopped writing comics in my head, but I haven't stopped writing my diary comic in my head. I write it every day. I just don't draw it. <laughs> there you have it. That was uh, that was James Kolchaka. It was was nice catching up with him. It's, it's been it's been a while. But this is this is one of the many cool things about being involved in the alternative comics communities. You get to to reconnect with people once every four or five years or so when they they've got a new book come out. Uh, the the last time I saw James, now I, I, I could be wrong in this, but I believe the last time I saw him was when we were sharing a, a car back from uh, a Korean karaoke place in Bethesda, Maryland, driving the, the wrong way down a one-way street, which, to both of our credits, was was actually neither one of our faults, but it, it was uh, mortalized in the now sadly departed autobiographical strip in American Elf. Uh, I, I linked to that over on the uh, the, the Tumblr post, so um, you can check out the, the horror that was that night. Uh, James has obviously been very busy since then. He's uh, been been writing uh, Johnny Boo for some time now it's a very very successful book for a uh, kids book for top shelf um, he had the animated version of his uh, his superhero uh, book uh, super fuckers come out um, just been it's just been keeping very busy so thanks so much to him for for taking the time to sit down with me um, right outside of the, the the army recruiting office at the, the 69th regiment armory in uh, in New York City during mocha uh, thanks uh, you know thanks to, to Brian and always for for editing this thing together um oh thanks to 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 leah top shelf for for setting that up uh thanks uh thanks to mark and everybody else at boing boing for uh for hosting the podcast if you like what you heard there are many other fine podcasts on the boing boing podcast network you can check those out by going to boing boing.net or also there's a great itunes page and while you're on itunes you know take the time to to rate the show we would very much appreciate it. Uh, we've got uh, uh, an email address. If you liked what you heard, you can send things that way as well. It's ryylcast at gmail.com. Uh, we've got a Tumblr with the same address, so that one is ryylcast.tumblr.com. You will get the show uh, hours, if not days, before it goes up over at Boing Boing. Um, I guess that's 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 about all I got for this week. So uh, thank you so much for uh, for for listening to the show. We will uh, we'll be back just about this time next week with another episode of R I Y L.